You're listening to episode 21 of the River Valley Leadership Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about motivation. So today, we're talking about an essential leadership quality and uh, to winning as a leader. That's motivation. And today, we have our lead pastor, Pastor Rob Ketterling, with us. We're so happy to have him today. Pastor Rob, thanks for continuing to invest in leaders. On a regular basis. Um, I love it. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking about this being self-motivated. Awesome. Let's talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk about motivation and specifically self-motivation. There can be a lot of things that motivate us on a regular basis that are external, but today we want to kind of focus inward, talk about what are the things that motivate us internally, why that's important, and why that's important for uh, great leadership. So uh, why in your mind, let's start there, why in your mind is self-motivation such a crucial skill to have? You're, you don't always have someone watching you. Uh, you spend a lot of your life not having anyone watching you, not having anyone force you to do what to, you do. And so if it's inside uh, man, when you're by yourself, you're going to produce. When you're by yourself, yeah. you're going to be the same. When you're by yourself and nobody's saying no, 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 yes, 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 and you're able to internally know your no's and your yeses, life just goes so much better for you. Um, I did a sermon years ago called The Four D's of College, and they weren't the classes you took. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was, but it was uh, discovery, and I talk about in the freshman year, it's discovery, you get there, you're like, woo, this is all great. We have parties and we have things and it's oh, it's so much fun and I'm not at home. And then you also discover if you don't study, you are getting Fs. Yep. And so you have to get to the <laughs> second D, which is discipline. Mm. And if you don't get to discipline, you're out. You are not going to make it. And then the third one, uh, I talked about direction. You have to pick your major, usually in your junior year. And then the last one is determination to just finish it out. Do you have what it takes? And in a lot of that, it's... That discovery and discipline is, do you have on the inside what you need to do because we're not babysitting you anymore? Mm -hmm. And in life, you're going to get to a spot where nobody's babysitting you, and what are you going to do when you're the boss? That's great. It's such a uh, big thing that we have to be able to move from being led by people and being motivated by other things to, hey, let's pick it up and do it ourselves. So what are some practical ways do you think that we could kind of interpret that and uh, to keep ourselves motivated to go on? What are the things that maybe even you've drawn upon that motivate you on a regular basis and keep you going? I mean, everybody's got to look at what their motivation is. And I think the hardest one, if you're self-motivated, is uh, if you need praise. Uh, because you're not always going to get the praise doing it yourself and, and and praise won't always show up. But I think for me, I always love the reward of finishing. Yeah. And so to me, the motivation was reward yourself with finishing. There is a win in that. And so every time I'd finish, I was like, yes. Yeah. So I, I, I just look at this thing and I'm saying, I'm going to get this done because I want to finish and I want to have that good feeling. I also love to put a smile on people's faces and God's face. And so I'm like, what can I do to make God smile? What can I do to make other people smile? What, what can I do to get a good feeling and to get there? So to me, it was um, being faithful, looking at the end reward, uh, where you're going. And then another thing was everything starts with a first step. I don't know how many times I've had to tell myself that. Everything starts yeah. with the first step. Uh, because you look at the driveway after the snowplow goes by, and you're like, ugh, 
but it starts with the first step. Right. And where's that first step? I've had to say that in everything. Where's my first step for writing this book? Where's my first step for getting this week done? Where's my first step for my to-do list that Becca left me? Where's my first, you know what I'm saying? Where's my first step? And it's that internal. That's so good. So that's that's something. Where's my first step? And then I, I like to celebrate along the way. Again, this is just me. Yeah. This is the way I am, the way I'm wired. Um, I'm like, all right, you're going to do three things, and then you get a break. And then you're going to do two more, and then you get a coffee. And then you get, you know, and I, I set little markers. Like, I yeah. want mini celebrations on the way to the final celebration. And so for me, that works. I think the internal motivation is, who do I want to be? You know, I ask myself wow. that too. Like, who do I want to be? Do I want to be known as a guy that's faithful, gets it done? Or am I the guy that they always have to remind? When it comes down to even my alarm clock, I'm like, do I want to be the guy that they're like, yeah, he snoozed through eight snooze resets? Right. Or do I want to be the guy that was like, we didn't even worry about Rob. We didn't have to give him a wake-up call. We knew he was coming. We knew he was going to be on time. So to me, it's like, who do I want to be? I'm ask, I'm answering that question first. Um, the Bible is full of, of great things. You know, Solomon and his wisdom is like, look at the ant. He has no boss and he gets the job done. Some of my motivation for who I am and being self-motivated was from reading Proverbs. Because I was like, look at the sluggard. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, right. and poverty yep. comes upon him like an yep. arm bandit. And I'm like, ooh, that's good. I need to remember that one. You know, and it's it's like, you know, uh, well, there's a, a proverb that talks about the lazy guy is so lazy he won't even lift his spoon to his mouth. Yep. And I'm like, the food is in the bowl. So I was like, who do I want to be? I want to be the guy that they talk good about, that God says faithful, that God says, here's your next adventure. And I think some of that starts just by being self-motivated. That's so good. I mean, what great practical little tips that we can just apply. And I don't think you're far off in the things that you're saying, hey, these are just me. I think these are applicable to every one of us as leaders, things that we can all think in the way uh, that you have exercised that uh, people have seen how uh, you have accomplished a lot of great things. And I think I think motivation is important to our spiritual life as well. I'd love to hear mm-hmm. you talk a little bit more about that and how motivation uh, relates to our relationship with God, how it releases other levels and depths of our relationship with God and greater faith in other areas. I, I mean, talk about that motivation for a little bit and how that relates. You made me think of something I said the other day when I was talking to the uh, creative department, and I was talking to all the worship leaders. And I said, man, you guys love the masterpiece of the weekend service. I said, but there's a lot, there's a lot of mundane in the masterpiece. I said, man, everybody that painted a great work of art had to wake up every day, roll out the paintbrushes, get their stuff ready, start to work, overcome the obstacles, dedicate some time and start making brush strokes. And then they had to clean up the brushes, put them away, you know what I mean? And make it so that they could do work the next day. And then eventually there's a masterpiece. But there was tons of mundane. And I was challenging our creatives, like, love the masterpiece, but embrace the mundane, or you will never get the masterpiece done. And I think in our spiritual life, if I could put that in there, embrace the mundane, the masterpiece flows out of that. That's right. Um, That's good. I can't tell you how many sermons come out of my faithful reading of the Word of God just as a Christian, and then boom, out comes a sermon, out comes a teaching, out comes an idea. Um, 
in just reading books for the year, all of a sudden it's like, boom, there it comes to me. And it's the mundane, uh, you, you build on it. I don't think people realize how much you're building in the day to day. And so to me that spiritually, the little things open up the big things and the big things open up the great things. Yeah. The great things take you down an adventure. You know, I mean, think about, oh, I'm just not to get too spiritual, but I mean, I think about uh, Jesus with the parable of the 10 virgins and five of them didn't have oil. It's like they weren't prepared. Right. They didn't do the little thing and they missed out on the amazing big thing. Right. And I'm like, I don't want to miss out on the big thing by not doing the little thing. And so uh, to me, I would say to anyone spiritually, uh, keep doing the little things and be self-motivated. Um, you know, I also say around here for the staff, I say, I'd rather have to rein in your activity and rein in your enthusiasm than kick you in the butt to motivate you. Yeah. Um, and I've not met a, a pastor or a leader or a boss that isn't like, I would like that too. I'd rather rein in your enthusiasm. I I, I, I don't want to, I want to rein it in rather than motivate. Yep. Because, uh, you know, so... That's that's so good. I think like our listeners could probably hear how you have already permeated River Valley Church and our team here uh, with your motivation. Uh, so let's talk a little bit along those lines as leaders. What impact does our motivation or can it have on the teams and other people around us uh, or the organization? And in our case, a church. You know, what kind of impact does your motivation? have downward and across in in your role right and i mean i think if you're if you're what i would call a solo employee like you own your own business and it's just you or if you're a solo pastor and you're the only one on staff you're going to be able to just turn it on at game time and no one will know what's behind there but when you're a team player the team sees how you practice, how you perform behind the scenes, and are you prepared? And it, it affects everybody. Uh, that's where you become the captain, if you will, or the leader. Um, I think about people talking about uh, Kevin Garnett, like he practiced as intense as he did in the game. Like the guy didn't take the days off. He was intense, and it rubs off on the younger guys. Why do you think a team wants to have veteran players that have great habits around young people? They want them to see Though that self motivation, so I, I think you you affect the team way more than you realize. Um, uh, if you could see it, it's almost like a domino effect. You drop the ball, they drop the ball, and it just yep. weakens the whole thing. And I never wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be the guy that, again, did everything that needed to be done, helped the team, strengthened the team, and got everything done. That's fantastic. Tell me a little bit more about the guy that's by himself, the solo guy out there. Talk about that a little bit more because that's really what we're, we're, we got to get at today yeah. and talk more about that self-motivation when you're in it alone, when yeah. you're by yourself. Well, because here's what I would say, and I think that's a great question because um, when you're a solo person, you think you don't affect anybody. But if you're in relationship at all, if you're married, if you're a neighbor, if you're whatever, you still affect people. And I'll never forget when I started the church— um, I was solo guy, you know, and, uh, this one guy said, here's my advice for you. Outwork your wife. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're going to be by yourself in the office and you're going to think, I'm going to pray and I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do that. And then I'll get around to that. And maybe I'll get to it. And your wife will come home at the end of the day and say, what did you do? 
And I'll be like, well, you know, I did this and that. And he's like, if you can't look at her like you outworked her, here's what's going to happen. The enemy is going to attack your wife saying, he's lazy. He's not working that hard. The church is stealing from your family. And so I found that value of like, I'm by myself. But not only do I want to do good for me and for God, I want to do good for my wife. I want to do good for her and I want to outwork her so she doesn't get bitter at me yeah. that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. I want to be self-motivated to to keep the peace, to keep our marriage moving forward. And so to me, there's things like that or the, the solo person, you don't realize you might get a team that'll join you and you don't want your team to learn from your bad habits or you don't want things that you develop now to affect you later. So um, if you're solo... Uh, act like you've got a team and outwork them. Find that motivation. I was talking to a young man the other day. He he made me look like I was standing still. I mean, he was so motivated. He's like, I got this business and this coaching and this thing and that and this. And I I was just like, I was tired talking to him. And, you know, I'm energetic. <laughs> That's and, surprising to me. Yeah. And honestly. this guy was a solo guy. Yeah. Solo guy. But within him, he's like, the opportunity's there. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to make sure my wife is happy. And I just, I was, I was pleasantly surprised and I enjoyed it. And I thought, I want to be like that. I want to be even more like that. So for the solo person, don't develop the bad habits. Realize that it's way outside even your work area. Your other relationships can be affected negatively if you are not self-motivated. You got to get there and outwork the people around you. Well, I think this is a great discussion, and I can just say you've lived it out. You've told the stories. You've you've lived it out in the history of River Valley Church, uh, being motivated, and uh, we see that carried through everything that we do, even to this day. And uh, so, thanks for having this conversation on motivation. It's one of those great topics that every leader must master in their life to get to that next level. So, appreciate you taking I'll the time. Love doing it, and I just pray that everybody overachieves. Amen. Let's go for it. Well, that's all the time we have today. And so thank you for tuning in and being a part of our podcast today. For additional resources and information, go to leaders.rivervalley.org.